From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. This is WIA News for week commencing June 17, 2012. Good to have you back. We knew you would be. I'm Graham VK4BB, and in Australian news, we thank the radio amateurs of Canada who host the webpage aris.org for news that a Sydney school has used the ARIS program to let their students speak with the crew of the International Space Station. St Anne's Primary School in Strathfield back last Wednesday used the telephone system connected to LU8YY for the children to pose such questions as Can you text in space? How do you communicate with your family? How do toilets work in space and what do you do to keep entertained? North East Radio Group member Ethan VK3ETC and friend Ross VK4WRC will be operating portable from VK2, 4 and 5 whilst organising the 2012 Patrol4x4.com National Forum meetup to raise money for the Royal Flying Doctor Service. They'll be operating from the 4th to the 10th of July around 7.30 to 10pm Australian Eastern Standard Time on HF. They'll do this when parked up. The convoy will run through corner country and will be operating 80 metres 3.55, 40 metres 7.14 and 20 metres 14.13. In VK2, August 12 is Sarkfest at Summerland Amateur Radio Clubs Lismore and everybody is invited. VK3 and National Fun Flight Day, November 4. National Fun Flight Day is an event staged by Australian flying clubs to provide joy flights for children and families touched by adversity. It also helps pilots maintain their flying hours. The Bendigo, Victoria-based Midland Amateur Radio Club, VK3CMZ, was invited to participate in the National Fun Flight Day by the Bendigo Flying Club in November last year. The club didn't pass up this opportunity for some public exposure and mounted an operating HF, UHF, VHF station. A handheld in a plane also provided communication back to children on the ground. The day was a success and another invitation has been received for the event being held November 4 this year. However, as the event is a national event, the Midland Committee saw it as a worthwhile national amateur radio publicity event and approached the Fun Flight Manager regarding other amateur radio clubs' participation. Response was very positive and contact information has now been provided to participating flying clubs so they may contact their nearest amateur radio club. So there you have it. If you're looking for another opportunity to showcase amateur radio, your local flying club should be contacting you. And if they don't, maybe you can contact them and it'll bring about the same result. Now, VK4 and Central Highlands to Gladstone Link is on test, and that test on trial is via the Gladstone portal frequency of 439.8 with access CTCSS tone of 91.5. Mike, VK4QS, says that the centenary of organised amateur radio in Queensland is off to a great start. The opening six days saw the QAC committee and two volunteer operators, Ray, VK4NH and Ken QH, fill the airwaves with VK100WIQ. Operations both locally and of DX nature were warmly received, with many stations intrigued with what the call sign was actually celebrating. 
By June 7, Clement members of the Southside Amateur Radio Society took up the mantle, working hard to log many contacts over the following days with VK100WIQ. By Sunday, June 7, the call sign went north and operated by Central Queensland Amateur Radio Association at their field base at Weasel Park. That's near Rocky. This group undertook three days of full-on amateur radio activity. In fact, they were keen enough to film their time at Weasel Park for all of us to see, and it can be viewed on the QAC website. That is wiaq.org.au. This is something that other clubs in the up-and-coming weeks may consider when undertaking their three days to promote the centenary on air. Once you've made a film or even taken photos of the time spent on air, then send it to Alan VK4SN of the Queensland Advisory Committee. Alan can see about uploading the links, the stories, etc. for all the world to see and it becomes part of the collective centenary archive. To all clubs participating in the centenary celebrations with VK100WIQ, it's requested you upload your log as per the email sent by Al Shannon, VK4SN, by way of the centenary logbook. This can be found on the WIA website under the heading News and Events. Enjoy your time promoting the centenary with VK100WIAQ, WIQ, and work as many clubs and operators that fire it up on air between now and July the 31st. VK6 and August 5 in VK6 is NCRG Hamfest at Cyril Jackson Rec Centre, FG Fisher Street at Ashfield. Now, the name of the street is FG, I-S-H-E-R, for Gisher Street, Ashfield, and it's 9am and 7.30 for traders. Admission $5 for everybody, including traders, no charge for tables. FG Isher Street, Ashfield, West Australia, for the NCRG Hamfest. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News. In Mildura, it can be heard on VK3RMA 146.800 every Sunday at 9.30am. What use is an F-call? Tolerance has many definitions. One is a fair, objective and permissive attitude towards those whose opinions, practices, race, religion, nationality, etc. differs from one's own. It's not a new concept. It's been around since the end of the Middle Ages. For some reason this week, I had a wide spectrum of contacts within amateur radio. Some great, some disappointing. I had a debate on the merits or otherwise of the NBN, an email from a 14-year-old F-call who is being ignored on air, a few posts from an amateur friend in the transgender community and an email vociferating refugee payments. I find it curious that we as a community have a medium that ignores lines on a map, stronger still, encourage us to to share experiences with amateurs around the world while having members act in an intolerant way towards others. I think that debate is great and required, but in such a debate it might be smart to use the same tenets we use on air. Listen more, then you talk. Now you might ask yourself, what on earth does this have to do with having an F-call? As we attract more people into the hobby, we need to work to keep our community healthy and happy. I think we should encourage those around us to learn from the long history that amateur radio represents, and perhaps encourage tolerance, as it is clear to me, has been the backbone of amateur radio since day one. Why does it matter? For one, your amateur radio signal goes outside the boundaries of this country. Sometimes it's heard across the planet, even into space. Sometimes your utterances will make it to the ears of people who have laws and customs completely different from yours. 
As you know, having an amateur license is a privilege which works because there is global cooperation on the matter. But if we abuse our privilege, we'll soon learn how fragile cooperation becomes. The melting pot that Amateur Radio represents is a wonderful community. It has people from all walks of life with differing opinions, lifestyles and experiences. What attracted me to Amateur Radio was that those differences don't matter. We all have one thing in common, being amateurs. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Sydney and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed via VK1 WIA. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Germany gains 1,331 call signs in 2011. The German telecommunications regulator, the Federal Network Agency, have released their report for 2011, part of which covers amateur radio. The report says there were 62 amateur radio exams, 731 amateur radio certificates and 1,331 ham radio call signs issued. The $10 million hamvention, it's said that Dayton this year resulted in an estimated $10 million impact for the region. Hamvention 2012 official figure says over 24,000 attended. This good news was announced by 2012 Hamvention General Chairman Mike Coulter, WHCI, and according to Mike, there was an increase over last year. It's attributed in part to the excellent weather during Hamvention Weekend. WHCI also noted that many vendors reported excellent sales during the three days of Hamvention, and many restaurants, hotels and motels also reported increased sales. Amateur Radio Week The Michigan House of Representatives in the USA has issued a resolution recognising the public service contributions of Michigan's amateur radio operators. The State House passed House Resolution No. 287, a resolution to declare June 17-23, 2012 as Amateur Radio Week in the State of Michigan. FRS application for IARU membership. The Federation of Radio Sport of Republic of Azerbaijan, FRS, founded 30th of December 2001, has applied for IARU, International Amateur Radio Union, membership. IARU Region 1 report that the application was found to be in order and a proposal that FRS be elected as IARU member has been put out to vote. Ham Radio helps locate and convict person who stole from National Archives. J. David Golden, WB1EZA, is being hailed as a hero by the United States National Archives. This after helping to solve and expose what authorities have called one of the most egregious instances of theft of historic materials from where the government preserves its historic documents, photographs and recordings. Amateur Radio Newsline's Cheryl Lassick, KB9BIK, has the details. According to news reports, when J. David Golden, WB1EZA, saw a recorded interview of baseball great Babe Ruth for sale on eBay, he knew something was wrong. That's because there was only one original record of that 1937 interview of Ruth on a hunting trip, and Golden had donated it to a government archive more than 30 years ago. So Golden, who was described as an avid record collector, launched his own investigation that led directly to uncovering the person now believed responsible for stealing close to 1,000 artifacts from the National Archives. Golden began his sleuthing by purchasing a different recording from the same online seller. When the deal was complete, he recognized the name of the seller as being the same National Archives employee who had received the Babe Ruth and other historic recording that Golden had donated 30 years earlier. 
Golden then took his findings to federal investigators. They in turn obtained a search warrant and raided the home of retired National Archives employee Leslie Waffen. Their authorities carted away two truckloads of materials. Now, after pleading guilty, a judge in Maryland has sentenced Waffen to an 18-month prison term and fined him $10,000. Before retiring, Waffen had worked at the National Archives for 40 years. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Essek, K9BIK in Zion, Illinois. United States Inspector General Paul Brockfield, whose office investigated the theft, says that he plans to honor Golden. He told the press that there are some people who give tips who are just passive. He said that J. David Golden wasn't like that. He called Golden a true sentinel. CQ Magazine has announced its 2012 Hall of Fame inductees, celebrating the 45th anniversary of the DX, uh, CQDX Hall of Fame. The CQ Amateur Radio Hall of Fame honours those individuals, licensed or not, who have made significant contributions to amateur radio. And those amateurs who have made significant contributions either to amateur radio, to their professional careers, or to some other aspect of life on our planet. The 2012 inductees include Richard Garriott, W5WKQ, the younger half of first US father and son team to travel in space, he worked Budbrook Primary School in the UK from the ISS in 2010. Later that year, he visited the school to meet the pupils involved in the contact. Also honoured, a British amateur's Rowley Shears, J8KY, silent key founder of KW Electronics, who helped re-establish amateur radio in Germany after World War II, and Louis Varney, G5RV, silent key and inventor of the G5RV antenna. Emergency Management Without Social Media, Fail, is the title of a very interesting op-ed article by author Tim Burroughs, posted across several social media websites. And in it, Burroughs looks at both the positive and negative effects on the public that social media can have in attempting to disseminate and update information of a disaster, accident, or other event that the public needs to know. Whether you agree or disagree with Burroughs' assessment of the role of social media in regards to the accuracy of the information being made public, his article is a very interesting evaluation for anyone involved in the world of emergency communications. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. Weird and wonderful. Print sat. Amateur radio 3D printer CubeSat. Students in Montana State University, MSU, are planning to build their new amateur radio satellite print sat with nanocarbon impregnated plastic using a 3D printer. David Klumper, KD7MFJ of MSU, says 3D printing will further lower the costs and speed of the development of very small satellites. Enabling future scientific missions comprised of dozens of satellites flying in formation. Jim White, WDOE, president of the Colorado Satellite Services, explained that 3D printing has evolved in the past few years to be a very inexpensive and fast way to make mechanical parts. With PrintSat, the entire structure of the small satellite will be printed. As the first use of additive manufacturing for a satellite, they plan to show that they can make parts that are not made in traditional ways. Operational news, I'm Felix VK4FUQ. 
Special Events and On Air Contest Column, Dateline 2012. VK Winter, VHF, UHF Field Day, June 23 and 24. ZL, NZART Memorial Contest, July 1st, full weekend. VK ZL Trans Tasman Contest, 80 plus 160 metres, July 21. The team who were so bad at Cape Lip Trap last August have decided to be bad again. VK3, BAD, that is. At the end of August, a 20-strong team will travel into the Otway Ranges, homing in on the King Parrot Cottage Complex near the village of Pennyroyal for a party. The Pennyroyal Propagation Party. A long weekend of radio, delicious food and drink in great company. Styled Wireless Weekends, this inaugural operation follows on from highly popular activations at Cape Lip Trap over the past two years. And so great was the demand that the trip was sold out just three days after being announced. The location is high in the mountains with lots of wildlife in the area and great views. The station will operate on most HF frequencies, 160 to 10 metres, and on 6 and 2 metres, and 70 centimetres with contact to the Melbourne area via the Geelong 2 metre repeater. They'll also attempt a live link-up on 1250 MHz to the VK3 RTV repeater from a nearby high point which, according to plotting software, will give them a line-of-sight path of 147 km. Also, they hope to have a number of live crosses using Skype to access VK3 RTV during the weekend so you can see all the action. So please listen out for VK3 BAD on the 31st of August through until September the 3rd. Sovereign Military Order of Malta 30 years have passed since 1A made its way onto the DXCC list. An activation by an international team looks to celebrate the uniqueness of this event. So from the 1st to the 4th of July, we will listen for them on the air as 1A0C from Santa Maria del Priorato, home of the Sovereign Military Order of Malta. The call sign that will be used belongs to the Order of Malta's Italian Relief Corps, CISOM an organisation specialised in bringing assistance and relief during emergencies. Broadcast, monitoring, SWL and scanner news. NERG News report that the internet forum known as offscan.com started out as a popular place to hold discussions and swap exchange information with radio scanner enthusiasts, but has since grown to include amateur radio activities, with quite a few BK amateurs contributing to this busy forum. In addition to the usual forum posts, there is wiki, files and personal blog pages. However, some of these require you to join at a small annual fee. Radio Netherlands English service closes down. Following the closure of the Dutch service in May, Radio Netherlands has announced that the English service will end on 29 June. And, since R&W's English web stream will end on 29 June, there will be no more listening guide. The measures are a result of steep budget cuts imposed by the Dutch government. On 29 June, they will broadcast a radio show looking back at the past decades of Radio Netherlands worldwide. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ Inningham. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1WIA. On the Intruder Watch scene, it's IARU Monitoring Systems Newsletter News and the May issue of the IARU Monitoring System Newsletter reports on a Klansman transmission in the Amateur Radio 28 meg band, possibly from the Falkland Islands. The newsletter says, and I quote, Klansman is the name of an F-1B system used by the British military, parameters 300 board and 850 shift. 
The system was daily transmitting on 28181.5 and well audible right across to Germany every late afternoon. The bearings were showing South America and DK20M thinks the emissions were coming from the Falkland Islands. There was also a report on the Kodar radar system in northeast India, the Bay of Bengal, and that's operating between 14070 and 14125 kHz. Now with more news on interference, it's to Phil Waite, VK2ASD. We radio amateurs often deal with weak signals down in the noise, so interference is something we're very sensitive to. We often experience interference from a number of different devices sold on the market today, such as lighting systems, inverters, solar panels, especially rooftop solar panels, and all manner of switch mode power supplies. The ACMA has the responsibility of enforcing the EMC regulations, but the ACMA these days is very much a complaints-driven and evidence-based organisation. The ACMA will put its resources where they're best needed. That's why it's very important if you suffer long-term harmful interference to your communications from any device or any interference, you should let the ACMA know about it. The ACMA has an interference reporting form on the radio communication section of their website. There's no fee for making an interference report to the ACMA, but it's very important that only valid interference to your communications over a long period of time is reported. So please have a look at the ACMA interference reporting form on the ACMA radio communication section of their website and if you experience harmful interference from any device, make a report and let the ACMA know about it. It will only help you and your fellow radio amateurs. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD for the WIA. If you're in the top half of the Territory, you're listening to this news broadcast from VK1WIA via the Darwin Amateur Radio Club station, VK8DA. And heard Sunday mornings at 9am local time. Transmitting on 146.900, the Palmerston Repeater, which requires a 123Hz tone to access it. On HF, we transmit on 3.555 in the 80m band. 7.193 7.193 in 40 metre band, 10.137 in the 30 metre band, and 14.337 megahertz in the 20 metre band. This is Spud on behalf of the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. You're listening to VK1WIA. Good morning, this is Robert VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group news. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV. Hamsong, Solid State Rage, an ATV hit. Got me again with that whole deer. She served me well about five years. Pushing her buttons, turning her knobs, me and that radio got it on. Solid State Rage is written and performed by Dan Tavern, KE5UTN. Watch Hamsong, Solid State Rage version 2 on YouTube right now. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Digital, the 2012 Olympic Torch Relay Route is being tracked on the APRS.FI website. To see it, go to http APRS.FI and enter Torch 2012 in the track callsign field. Worldwide Special Interest Groups Final Frontier, some Bandilasat recovery work continues. SAMSAT posted a report on their website that there's still a recovery opportunity for some Bandilasat. 
the team at Sunspace are still incrementally reading back the program code from the nine power modules in an effort to determine the extent of the corruption. With some Bandilasat going through eclipses, the satellite is not as much available as the team would like. Some Bandilasat's batteries failed, which means that the satellite is only active when the solar panels are illuminated. We need the information to confirm that the changes we made to stop the repeated corruptions were effective, said Johan Lochner, ZR6CBC, who spends a considerable amount of his free time on the recovery effort for some Bandelasat. It is our aim to ultimately reprogram one of the power modules to automatically switch the amateur radio transponder on and off. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Lowdown, the 2012 Top Band Most Wanted Survey. This annual survey of 160-metre DX needs is taken by Gary NI6T and Larry K8UT and is now available online. Please submit your needs list between now and August 31, 2012. Modifications submitted after August 31, 2012 will be used for the following year's survey. The results for 2012 and 2013 will be available in September of this year. A link to the 2011 Top Band Most Wanted Survey results is available at wia.org.au. Yes, check out this week's news text edition broadcast page. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Scouting. Townsville Region in VK4. Saturday the 23rd and Sunday the 24th of June, the Kennedy Region Scouts Nighthawk Activity. It's your chance to make a real difference and show the youth of today how useful amateur radio can be. Team tracking and a chance to set up portable at a spot in the Kelso area that you would not normally go to. If you are in that area, give a shout out on VK4RAT after this news and find out how you can help by arriving at Nighthawk Base, Ross Park, around 3pm on Saturday. Then go to your checkpoint and meet up with scout leaders who will be doing all the youth wrangling and then operate right through the night. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. As time goes by, VK4BB rewinds to Ham Radio's halcyon days. Yes, a little bit of rewinding finally this week. A piece of Ham Radio history that you can enjoy and share with friends. While having a look at the latest ham radio videos posted at YouTube, producer Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF, from the Amateur Radio Newsline, came across one featuring the late radio and television and the film actress, Lenore Jensen, who had a call sign of W6NAZ, and Lenore was running phone patches to... Vietnam. These phone patches were done through the military affiliate radio system, which often uses the frequencies just outside the regular high-frequency ham bands. Overseas telephone calls were difficult to make two decades ago and sometimes impossible depending on location. So for U.S. servicemen stationed around the world, ham radio filled the void. This was an all-out effort, an all-volunteer effort with Lenore Jensen, W6NAZ, who was at the forefront of the activity. Mrs. Webster, I'm a Mars operator near Los Angeles. We have a circuit set up so you can talk to your husband by radio. That's wonderful. Well, now, just to help you before we start, Mrs. Webster, remember this is a one-way street. We can only talk in one direction at a time. Now, when you talk, your husband can only listen. 
And when you want him to talk, you say over and I'll flip the switch so he can talk back to you. All right? Oh, yes. All right. Okay, now we're just about ready. Hello, Vietnam. Alpha Bravo 8, Alpha Charlie. This is Alpha 6, November Alpha Zulu. Uh, we're ready on that call to Mrs. Webster. Over. Hello, love. This is Mike. So good to hear from you. How are you? Over. Oh, this is just wonderful. The film is titled A Visit to Mars and was part of the United States Army-produced series The Big Picture. Bill dates the documentary to the late 60s and notes that the phone patch was obviously simulated for filming. He also asks, did you ever hear noise-free audio on high-frequency DX or the public always remembering the word to say over? These details aside, the film appears to be accurate overall. It depicts the way things were done about 50 years ago, and it's a trip back in time. You can see it for yourself online at tinyurl.com forward slash Lenore Patching to Vietnam. And Lenore Patching to Vietnam is spelled as one word. Rewind. Well, we're going to be doing it all again next week, right here on your favorite station for the WIA National News. I'm Graham VK for BB. On the social scene, July 7 to 8 in VK3 is Gipstech 2012 at the Monash University, Gippsland Campus, Churchill. July 14 in VK4, the Wide Bay Ham Fest, West Maribyrnong Scout Hall. July 21, VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Ham Fest at Cranbourne. July 21 in VK4 is the WIA VK4 Club President's Lunch at Harvey Bay Amateur Radio Club. July 29, VK23, Albury Wodonga ARC Ham Fest at Lavington Scout Hall. And a couple in August, August the 5th, the NCRG Hamfest, Cyril Jackson Rec Centre at Ashfield. And August 12 in VK2, Sarkfest at Summerland Amateur Radio Clubs, Lismore. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB, Walk Softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.